If you're like us, you're always looking for a new true crime podcast. Check out Abracadaver for cases that are less known. If you guys are interested in lesser known true crime cases, then check out my podcast called Abracadaver, and I will see you guys there. Find them on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, a new home. It's supposed to be peaceful, a place for new memories. But what if the previous owners never left? These are tales of haunted houses. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos, y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen, at your own risk. This is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is episode 20 of a Spooky Tales. Today we have a guest with us. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us about your podcast? Hi, Christina. Hi, MJ. Thanks you for having me on a Spooky Tales today. My name is Spoken, and I'm the host over at the Level Up Project, where we focus on gaming and just talk about random things, honestly. So right now we're talking about gaming, but I'm sure it's going to change. <laughs> awesome. Sounds fun. Today, we're talking about haunted houses. But first, I have a listener story, which is about a haunted house, actually. So it was perfect. This was sent in to us via Instagram. And if you want, you have a spooky story that you want us to read on the podcast, you can send it to us through any of our socials or email it to us at spookytales at gmail.com. So this is what he says. The first time I experienced it was late at night and had to work the next morning. I was laying down, sleeping, and I could hear knocking. I was so tired, I didn't want to get up in my sleep. I was hoping someone would answer the door, but no one did. I kept hearing the knocking. By this time, I'm half asleep, half awake. Finally, I opened my eyes, and I heard three more knocks. And that's when I realized they were coming from inside my closet. What the fuck? (laughs) Hell no. Right? I froze and my heart was beating fast. I laid in the pitch black room, staring at the closet door, waiting for it to happen again. Fifteen minutes later, I finally jumped out of bed, turned on the lights, and opened the closet door. There was nothing there, but I know I wasn't dreaming because once I woke up, there was another knock, and it knocked three times. Throw the whole house away. Yeah, move. It's time to move. Yes. (laughs) Why doesn't he just knock back? Like, hello? dinner hello (laughs) i feel like that's not a good idea (laughs) i don't know (laughs) like they're just gonna get into like a morse code (laughs) like communicating morse code on the wall (laughs) somebody needs to try that out for reals let us know if it works not me though i i I wouldn't my life is too precious (laughs) (laughs) haven't you heard of like the ghosts that are supposed to lead you places and like the witches that are supposed to have gold buried under them if they show oh you where they are. God. Maybe it's one of those. Yes, we were just talking about this. Was it <laughs> last, two episodes no, ago? I think it was last week. Or last episode. We saw, yeah, how there's so many stories about ghosts leading you to treasures. And then I'm like, is it worth it? Well, I mean, if they give me enough money to go to Dr. Miami, I might consider. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, all the yeah. stories I've heard like this, it's always that a person ends up going like, 
like getting into a psychotic break because they have to dig for this treasure with like the ghost next to them. This oh, is what yeah. like like my mom has like three different stories like this, and they're like always like, oh yeah, that neighbor went crazy after he was trying to find gold. Like it's always the same. But will my bills be paid? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who cares about sanity as long as I can pay my rent? <laughs> yeah. So I had, I was originally going to talk about. I already forgot the house. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk about this place called La Casa de Lamentos in Guanajuato. I can never say that place right. Guanajuato. Guanajuato. Yeah. I, I usually forget one of the U's. <laughs> anyway, um, I was going to talk about that place. And I mean, it's pretty cool too, though. But now I'm having like an internal battle battle because I found another place in San Pedro, California. That's so creepy. Um, so do you want to tell your story first, MJ, while I decide which one? <laughs> I want to tell. <laughs> Flip a coin. <laughs> yes, I'll tell it. I'm going to butcher like a name in here. I already know. I tried to get somebody to help me last night with the pronunciation, but <laughs> they were just as bad as I was. <laughs> so, oh, what name? I didn't see a name that was butcherable in your notes. Oh, you'll so. see. You'll see. Because it's oh, okay. me. So it's <laughs> you'll see. True. <laughs> so I got Casa de Brujas in Ciudad Mexico. Casa de Brujas, or the Witch's House in Mexico City, is located on the eastern side of Plaza Rio de Janeiro. How do you say that in Spanish? Spanish. I thought it was, yeah, Rio de Janeiro. Because it's E-I, not I-E. So I was going to say it like in English, and then my brain was like, wait, Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Rio de Janeiro, I think. Did I say it right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Awesome. In the... Uh, Roma neighborhood of Mexico City. It was built in 1908 by British engineer named R.A. It's either Pignon or Pignon. Oh, this name. Yeah. See, you see it? (laughs) Yeah. Who cares? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) He was British anyway. What was he doing in Mexico? That's my question. (laughs) Making that money. Getting that back. Colonizing. It's a Gothic-style red brick structure. Ironically, one of its roof structures looks similar to a witch's hat. And right underneath the roof, two niches and a window gives the building the appearance of watching eyes. The house looks super cool. It does. (laughs) No, it does. And I was like... It stands out. It's like red. And no no other house is like that near there. Yeah. No, but it's not just that. It's like the way they made that air. You know what? The the picture I sent you... um, I don't know. I guess it's the front of the building, but it does have like this vibe to it. It does look like, like you see, it and you're like, yeah, a witch would definitely live there. You look at it and you're like, yeah, that that house is haunted. Like for sure. Like I don't even need to know what go- what went on. It's it's haunted. It just it just looks it. Yeah. So this uh this building was commissioned by then President Porfirio Diaz as a way to commemorate the centennial celebration of independence. It was first a hotel, then later turned into a luxury apartment. After its remodeling, the interior was given an art deco style. According to legend, in the maid's quarters lived a shaman named Barbara Guerrero, nicknamed Pachita. She had high-profile clients visit her, including politicians and businessmen and women. They came to her whenever they needed to apply for a job. Some say she used to perform surgery with a knife healing her clients and their illness. 
In addition to all this, she would perform rituals of invocation. People say that supernatural forces still roam the building, and it is still disputed if she was in fact the person who died in 1979, or if it was another person who died. But, you know, like, they kind of blamed uh, this mysterious, like, person that they just put the name Pachita on it. If that makes like they sense. didn't confirm it was her. No, like they're, they're like the documentation is not very like like well. Like there's almost no documentation to confirm or deny that the woman who died in this building in 1979 was in fact Pachita. Some weird, some weird, weird. Shit. Which is crazy because it's 1979, but you know. Wait, is it Pachita or Panchita? Panchita. Okay, I don't know why I was hearing it without an N. I was like, no, what? is That's it? Weird. Wait, let me see. <laughs> it's Bachita, no N. Yeah, Bachita. No N. Oh, okay. Oh. I was like, wait, am I Why is it her wrong? nickname? Where did they get Bachita from if her name was Barbara? They're, they're I am Mexicans. I mean, I, it's fine though. I'll get over it. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> like, all these like, nicknames. We have these nicknames. Like, what's your name? Something like very proper. Oh, why? Porque te llaman esqueleto. Or <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of that, I have a little cousin over there. He's so funny, but he was like, en la escuela me llaman calacas because he's so skinny. <laughs> El calacas. That's his nickname. Latinos in their nickname. And it's my all- other cousin. He's so white. Like he has dirty blonde hair, green eyes, and his nickname is El Ruso. <laughs> Dude, uh, Latinos be nicknaming you after your biggest insecurity. It's fucked up. <laughs> okay, where was I now? I lost my place. Great. That her body was, um, it wasn't confirmed that it was her. Oh, yeah. In um, 1979. How it, The weird thing is, though, that this building was giving the name Casa de Brujas around 1940 by uh, children who lived in the area years before Pachita even stepped inside. And going into this, uh, I believe your TikTok said that... Um, because, by the way, Christina covered it on TikTok, if you guys want to look more into it. If you want a super short version of it. <laughs> <laughs> that it was school children? Yeah, the children that attended the school that was, like, right there. That nicknamed this area. So, like I said, this building just has the vibes. Yeah. Pachita was born in the uh, in 1900. Did I say that right? Like, that sounds weird. In the year 1900? In the year 1900. In oh, okay. Parral, Chihuahua, she is known as the psychic surgeon for her ability to heal perf- and perform inexplicable surgeries. Pachita cures have been studied around the world by many researchers, including American psychologist Stanley Kripper, Kripner, Kripner, Mexican. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Mexican neur- neurophysicist Jacob Grinberg, and I am going to butcher this last name because I'm pretty sure it's like. German or some something. A Zyberg bomb. Do you see what I'm talking about, Christina? I sent you the notes. I would have said that name wrong too, though, to be it, fair. And uh, a few other uh, scientists. Uh, at a young age, Pachita began to heal the herbs uh, with herbs and showed great abilities. She started surgeries claiming to be possessed by a spirit of Guatemoc whom she called Hermanito, who, according to the healer, took over her physical body to perform the procedures. And for those who don't know, the well, the Cuauhtémoc that I know, like the history-wise, was an Aztec ruler. Um, he was held captive by Cortez and later killed by him, too. So I'm assuming it's 
this person, she is supposed to be like invocating or whatever and uh, helping her uh, perform these surgeries. So Pachita always used the same knife for her surgeries, one covered with electrical tape on the handle. She never used anesthesia, and yet she said she could literally remove organs from her patients and put others in their place. The impressive thing came at the conclusion of the surgery, because once the wound was closed, she would rinse with a little bit of alcohol and place bandages. And after a couple hours, she would send the patients home, where they would have to rest for three days. She instructed all of them to take certain syrups and infusions and following the treatment to the letter. By the fourth day, her pa- her patients were able to carry out their daily activities. Uh, this raises That's impressive. Yeah, yes, but this also raises the question: Where did Bachita get her organs? The organs she used to replace the bad ones from. So there was always a True. debate that it w- was either animal organs or she had someone working in like the morgue or medical fields that would steal these organs. Nothing oh. conclusive ever came about the um, investigation, but suspicious. Yeah. It is said that uh, in the dark room where she performed the surgical procedures, and by the light of a couple of candles, she was able to materialize healthy organs such as livers, bladders, and kidneys. It had to be the way in low light because she said bright lights damaged organs. Skeptics say, again, that she didn't do any of this, and the organs that she removed were analyzed, showing that they did belong to the patient's from which she removed them, she removed from, and they still didn't know how she was able to replace them. It's weird. And this is from uh, matadornetwork.com. Pachita's fame was so great that the rumor about her ability reached the entire American continent, but also the European one. To the ears of former Spanish Catholic priests and former members of Society of Jesus, ufologist and researcher of paranormal issues, Salvador Frex. Yeah, I think you're right. Who says, Pachita was thoughtful for a moment and suddenly raised her arm and her hand and extended and said, well, in the name of God, still today, when I remember this scene after so many years, a certain emotion invades me. I was looking at Pachita's raised hand, totally ignorant of what was going on, when suddenly I saw a piece of reddish flesh appear between her fingers. She didn't even look at, at him. He simply knew it was a large hole he had made in the patient's lower back. He didn't even bother to put it on. It felt the clack of the meat falling into its holes. Immediately afterwards, uh, he folds his arms, which then she began, uh, she finished the patient. So basically, she was able to materialize this organ into her hand, which I'm guessing is how she removed it. She's just somehow made it materialize into her hand and there was this researcher there just watching this happen that's wild i'd be like how the hell do you like just see this happening in front of you there's a patient on you know laying on the um whatever the gurney table whatever at the hell she used the bed and you're there to research what she's doing and this organ appears in her hand like how do you how how does that make sense to your brain? And anyway, so she finishes this operation and then she says, get another person, whoever's next, like nothing. I'd be wow. flipping out. Same. To add to that house though, or did you have more notes? No, I think that's it. Have you, have either of you ever heard of the show? It was like a 
radio show in Mexico, but it's called La Mano Peluda. Yes. I have not. Uh, okay. Well, you can find all their episodes on YouTube now. So that's pretty cool, too. But so people would call into this radio show and just share paranormal stories, like their their encounters. And it's um, very creepy. But a woman called the show about this house. So she said that she lived there, and but she was only there for 10 days because um, she couldn't stand it. It was supposedly very haunted. But um, she swears that the ghost of Pachita is, is in the house uh, that she saw her. Um, and then so she like when she first moved in, she um, she kept hearing noises and she was just like, oh, it's just the neighbors. It was like just little things like footsteps, pounding. But then she learned that she had no neighbors. So they were obviously not the ones making the noises. And then um, she also uh, during the call, like said that there was like demonic entities in the house and to this day people come and go but nobody like lasts very long in the house i mean why would you that's terrifying that reminds me of um well i don't want to spoil this for anyone but there's a very similar story to the incidents that you're describing on the new show haunted latin america oh is it is it the same one i don't know i don't think it's the same one because this though it well no, I don't think it's the same one. I didn't hear any mention of it. Is it episode one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I watched part of it. I haven't finished it, though. Did you decide which one to pick? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with the one I wrote just because I already have notes. But that other case is pretty wild, too. So, so yeah, I'll be sharing La Casa de Lamentos. Um, feel free to, you know, blurt in with your thoughts. So this place is now a museum. It's in Guanajuato, Mexico. And it was built in the 18th century by a nam, a man. What did I say, nam? <laughs> Excuse me, nam. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> can't talk today. It was built in the 18th century by a man named Marques de San Clemente, who was a prominent miner. The building was used for as a post office until the year 1890, and that's when a man and his wife, Tadeo Fulgencio Mejia and his wife, Maria Constanza de la Rivera, moved in. This guy is one of Mexico's most prophilic, is that that the word? Yes. Serial killers, yeah. And um, so, trigger warning for anyone, this story is going to mention murder and assault. Okay. So, Tadeo was a mining engineer, and according to the stories, he loved his wife, Maria Constanza, very much. They were a happy couple. Until they weren't. (laughs) Until they, no, but really, until they weren't. (laughs) Uh, Maria was assaulted in an alleyway and then murdered. There's different versions on how she was murdered. In one version, former employees of the mine that Tadeo worked in broke into their home and then murdered her by stabbing her in the neck. Um, and then in a different version, she was assaulted in the alleyway and then murdered. Either way, she dies. And so Tadeo was desperately lost without his wife. And one day he consults a bruja, a witch. And she this leads him to a horrible dark path because the bruja tells him that in order to communicate with his deceased wife, he needs to commit acts of human sacrifice. In some versions of the story, the bruja tells him that he 
can bring his wife back from the dead through these human sacrifices. So then he was like, all right, I've got to gotta start killing people. And so to Tadeo Mejia, it did not matter who his victims were. There was no specific type. He went after both men and women, and the exact number of his victims is unknown to this day. When police caught wind of what he was doing, Mejia shot himself in the head, and so he never faced trial for his crimes. Multiple body parts, bodies, and ashes, because after he got what he needed for his rituals, the way he would get rid of bodies was by burning them. So... Yeah, different bodies, different body parts, and ashes were found in his house, specifically in the basement of the house. And there was also books on black magic and satanic rituals found in the house. In 2011, there was a news from TV Azteca, a channel in, in Mexico, that claimed that the rituals had a connection to a cult dedicated to La Santa Muerte. But I don't, I don't personally think that's like super true. Cause why? Uh, for those who don't know about La Santa Muerte, like wide worship of La Santa Muerte wasn't a thing in Mexico really until the 1940s. And of course, the origins of Santa Muerte go way, way back, you know, to colonization. Cause they took an indigenous goddess and made her into La Santa Muerte, you know, to get indigenous people to convert as the Spanish did. But she wasn't really worshipped in a like huge way until 19, the 1940s in Mexico. That's documented. So I don't know that he would have actually been part of a cult that worshipped her. But to this day, they say that you can hear the agonizing screams of his victims in the house. And that there's a pair of high heels that can be heard walking through. And there's various cult spots throughout the place. There's a show in Mexico called Extra Extra Normal, who it's kind of like Ghost Hunters, but in Spanish. Uh, but they did an episode on this house in 2011. They, you know, they found all the cold spots and um, like orbs and pictures and stuff like that. And they swear that the ghost of Tadeo Mejia himself haunts the place because he didn't pay for his crimes during life. Yeah, this place, it turned into a museum in 2010. It's only 45 pesos, so that's pretty cheap. <laughs> Let's go. And it's kind of like a haunted house attraction. Like, you know how when you go to, there's like people with costumes and they like pop out and scare you. So that's that's what they did with the place. And there's sound effects and costumes. According to TripAdvisor, reviews are mixed. So I don't know if it's worth it, people. <laughs> I'm like, never mind. I'm going to end in jail for a bunch yeah. of one of the workers. <laughs> There's a lot of one-star reviews, some three-stars, and very few five-stars. And a, a lot of the comments were like, get by the way, this was so shitty. Like, it was so <laughs> cheesy, and it fucking sucked. <laughs> but in Spanish, all that in Spanish. Like, it was, yeah, no apparently mames. it's not that good. No mames. <laughs> yeah. No mames. That was a waste of money. Like, <laughs> so I don't know that I would go myself. <laughs> to like ever take a trip to go there <laughs> if i'm in the area yeah but <laughs> not not going out of my way to go there no but yeah to haunted houses and the reason we brought up haunted houses today is because spoken here has a creepy encounter for us i do i do um i can talk about the little bit of a uh, ghosts i've seen in my life you know i'm not a skeptic i definitely believe in it 
100%. You know, hearing these stories brought up a memory of, uh, have you guys heard of La Pascualita? Yes. Yes. I've seen her in person because I, I live, my family from a ranchito about two hours away from there. And we've gone shopping and I've seen her in person. And it is as creepy as they describe it. Like the vibes? It, it, you see her and she's beautiful. And like you get up close and you're like, no oh, dude, way. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember watching, yeah, watching videos and i covered her on the tiktok as well but yeah they say that the store owner there's different versions of this too but like the most basic one is that the store owner's daughter passed away and she supposedly had her embalmed and they say that she is la pascualita yes that she was never able to marry yeah 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 Yeah. that's why i also heard that like isn't her like body or something supposed to be stuffed inside the um mannequin i heard that one too yeah, yeah. The, the, either she's the mannequin or she's stuffed in the mannequin. Either way, the, it looks very real and very. It, it definitely gives off the vibe. And, um, <laughs> when you when you think about La Pascualita, I think about all the little experiences that I've had. So, growing up, you know, I've always I'm Mexican, so everybody's superstitious around my house. We believe in all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just the Mexican <laughs> way of life. Yeah, and I can think about when I was like ten or eleven, and jokingly. I was like, oh, you know, there's a there's a there's an older woman and a girl following me. I don't know if I spoke it into existence, but I've always felt there was something there. Right. So I'm sitting at my house one day and this I'm older. I'm about 16. So, well, 14 years ago, I don't know how old I am anymore. <laughs> and um, I'm sitting there in my living room and I hear them call me by by my name, by nickname, as you guys were talking about earlier. Nicknames. Everybody has a nickname. So they call me by my nickname that my family only calls me and I hear it in the kitchen and it's a female voice. I'm like, okay, what is going on? Who, uh, I didn't recognize it at first. Right. So I thought it was my mom or my sister. So I run into the kitchen to check and given this is two in the afternoon, the sun is bright. Everything is it's, it's the middle of the day on like a Saturday. I go into the kitchen and there's nobody there. Ugh. And I'm like, I'm like, oh. I did hear it far away. Maybe they're in the basement washing clothes or something. So, you know, me, it's it's middle of the day. All the lights are on. I'm not scared of the basement unless it's night. You know, that's when the kukui gets me. Right. You know, running down the lights with turning every light on. You know, and that's when the kukui comes out. So and then I, so I walk downstairs into the basement. I'm like, all right, this is fucking weird. And I turn the corner. Nobody's there. Oh, hell no. Oh, man. <laughs> Throw the so I'm like, away. Yeah, so I'm like, maybe th- maybe they're upstairs. So I'm like, oh, they have to be upstairs. So I run upstairs. I'm like, something's going on because it sounded like they needed me. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, um, a Hispanic, so I have to go mande and make right. sure that you know, you you know. So I run upstairs. I'm like, okay, maybe she wants something upstairs. Nobody. And in this process of me running around, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wait, why am I running around? Nobody's home. I'm home by myself. Oh man. And it creeped me out. And I'm like, oh, so I left. I went outside. I'm like, nope. I went outside to skateboard. <laughs> and a couple of days later, my sister and I are talking upstairs. And uh, my dad had his room in the, ba- in the basement. So my sister and I are talking upstairs. And we're like, hey, you know, you know it's like nine o'clock. I think it was like uh, a school night. So we're talking upstairs. And we hear my dad yell from downstairs in his Mexican dad voice to stop messing around in the kitchen. We're like, but, but we can barely hear him. We're like, what? So we kind of went down the hallway and down the steps to like the, the foyer area. We're like, what happened? Why are you yelling? He's like, stop walking around in the kitchen. I hear you guys stomping around in the kitchen. 
I'm like, dad, we've been upstairs in the bedroom the whole time. We haven't left the bed. Like we're sitting there watching a movie. What do you mean we're walking around the kitchen? And he just kind of got quiet, waited two seconds. He's like, okay, good night. And walked out. <laughs> Said nothing. Now my strong Mexican, you know, male figure, you know, masculine figure just walks out. I'm just like, all right, that's really weird. So I told my sister about what happened. She's like, oh, it could have been the lady that was on my bed. What the oh, hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was like, what? Excuse me, ma'am. What did you just say to me? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I remember this one time I was running down the hallway and I looked over to my bed and there was a little old lady sleeping curled up in my in a ball of my mattress. Oh, my God. I'm no. like, it was your blankets. She's like, no, it was the day we were washing the blankets. Oh, ew. <laughs> yeah. So there was nothing on her bed when she saw an older lady curled up in her butt in the bed. Oh man. And 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 I'm like, what the hell? And it just brought back a bunch of like memories, like suppressed memories, I'm guessing, from when I was younger. I remember a little girl giggle. Oh hell no. Oh no. No. Nope. Now I am I am terrified of little girl giggles. I have a daughter myself, and it, hearing her laugh is amazing. But hearing a little girl giggle at three in the morning when you're by yeah, yourself is, is the scariest thing yeah. in the world. No. Yeah. Right? My daughter so, has woken me up in the middle of the night and done that. So I know how scary that is. And I know. I love my daughter, but I will punt kick her if it happens at three in the morning. <laughs> like, I'm just no, saying. No, child. No, demon oh, child. No. I've seen too much. The Exactly. I've seen too much. Mm-mm-mm, no, ma'am. Fuck <laughs> them kids. <laughs> so, I've, so that's how I, like, I remember that it's always been a little girl and, and an older woman. Wow. And so this was one house. We moved to a new house. This is to back up my story that I actually am haunted. My friends always get weird vibes when they come over. And my best friends always like, nah, man, I don't want to go over because the little girl in your and the old lady are haunting you and stuff like that. Right. Oh my and God, he's never following. seen them. Yes. So we moved to a new house and it's, we're all older. We're like 22, 23. We're all drinking and chilling and we haven't started yet. We were, you know, we're still big nerds. So we're playing Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> And my kitchen room table upstairs. And my sister had moved to Colorado, I think. And my mom and dad were in Mexico on vacation. So it was just me home alone. I'm a grown man. I don't care. So we're, we're chilling. And my, a couple of my buddies that I've never told these ghost stories to. Right? I have chihuahuas. Typical Mexican. So <laughs> they can hear them growling and, and whatnot. And I'm like, shh, be quiet, guys. Like I'm telling them to shut up because they're growling. Because they're, they're always fighting. Right. And then, um, you know, little demon devil dogs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so they get quiet and they start growling again and they get quiet. I'm, you know, I'm used to it. Typical. And my friends are like, hey, is your sister home? I'm like, what? Oh, hell. No. And then my, my best friend looks at me. He's like, no. And he gets like wide eyed because I've told him the stories. He knows about the little girl and the, and the older woman. I've told him the stories. He's like, and he looks at me like just wide eyed. I'm like. What, what do you mean? So I get peeked up, you know, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, we just heard a little girl tell the dogs to shh, be quiet. Oh like, my God. No. Oh, no, no. Like, did you? <sighs> so me, I'm not scared. Right. So I'm just like, cause I know it. And I'm like, did you really? They're like, yeah. And th- this is two different people saying they heard it sitting like opposite from each other. I've never told them. And they're like, yeah, we just heard a little girl. Is your sister home? I'm like, dude, my sister moved out to college like a year ago. There's no one downstairs. He's like, what? So they freak out. And my best friend's like, yeah, dude, he's haunted by ghosts. And no, nobody ever came over to my house after that. 
Understandable. <laughs> Very understandable. Like, yeah. <laughs> and in that in that house is actually where I saw the Shadow Man. I know you guys had an audio uh, episode yeah, I've about seen the Shadow it. Man. I've seen it. The first encounter I ever had was in high school. And the first shadow person I ever saw was the hat man. That's Ugh. the guy I saw. Oh, oh shut the fuck up. No. So I'm walking out. So it's like a, a, a duplex split level, right? So it has its own bathroom and living room downstairs. And I walk out to go to the bathroom. This is like at two in the morning. Obviously, you know, this was, I, I want to say before or after the little girl incident, but it, it was around the same time. So there was definitely something active going on. And I, I go to walk to the bathroom, which is across my be- what, across my bedroom. And I walk out. And I feel something on the right, down the hallway, into the living room area. I just feel something there. And I'm like, all right, it's just the dark. You know, I'm, it's two in the morning. I've been playing video games all night. I'll be, I'll be fine. So I'm a man. I got this. So I go, go to the bathroom <laughs> and come back. As I'm walking out, the shadow moves. Oh, hell no. Because oh. I know exactly so the, the what that looks like. Darkness. The darkness moves. And it just gets taller and wider. And you can see like the brim of the hat. Kind of looks like an old, uh, mafia hat yeah, like a little like a br- it's like a circular almost. brim yes yes yeah. and you see it and it just kind of moves with it and i just get the sense of just dread and destruction and sadness and i'm just like take a deep breath i run into my room close it turn on all the lights and i just like i just start to pray i'm like nope please please leave me alone that's the first time i've ever seen it last time i've ever seen it wow and it was just wow. the most overwhelming feeling i've ever experienced most shadow people and hatman encounters say that there's a feeling of dread, but I did, you said you didn't have one, right, MJ? Listen, I see them all, like, I see them constantly. They're your friends now. <laughs> They're my friends. They worship me. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> um, no, but there's only been, I believe, twice in my life. that Because I've seen them since, like I said, since sophomore or junior year. Because the house that I lived in, you guys, was, which, why didn't I fucking tell that story? It was a haunted house, too. Must pendeja. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, like, that house had everything. I mean, we'd have, uh, you'd, you'd hear someone answering our phone. You'd And it was, like, a male voice. You'd hear, like, someone at night, um, like, these really heavy boots, like, walk through our, our, our wooden floor. Because it was all, like, our living room was all wood. And you'd hear them and then you'd be like, you know, hello, like answering a phone or or I was alone a lot of the time because my parents are working and whatever. So most of my days were like, come home. I'm alone for several hours till my parents come home. And you would hear people talking, like having like two or three people having full on conversations. And you'd go to one room and you'd hear them in another. And this was the house where I first had my shadow person encounter. And it was with the hat man. No, the weird thing is, though, that day, the night that I saw the hat man, because it was the night, and I remember because I had school the next day, I just sat up in my bed, and I was like, oh, per- like a, a shadow that looks like a person with a fedora hat, and like it had like a zoot suit outline, and then I fell back asleep like nothing. Weird, I know, but. Yeah, most of them don't have a zoot suit. Like, most yeah, that was just my thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah was I think like, that was just the ghost. It was just like, no, it was just the black ghost, very dark yeah, ghost. He got yeah, tanned. I was like, this is a Latina. I gotta spruce up a little bit. <laughs> send send the yeah. shadow person with the zoot suit on. <laughs> so, yeah, because this one's you know, Latina. anyways. But I saw the per- like I saw the shadows leaning on my like not leaning on my like leaning on the wall on by my door it was like weird that's the best way i could explain it it looked like it was leaning on my door in the wall area and then i just saw it and then i was like weird and then went back to sleep 
but yeah, most most other stories they, they it's a feeling of dread yeah, and- see i see them all the time my son has seen them my daughter had like a has seen like weird shadows too she talks about it like not too long ago i don't know i just don't always get the feeling of dread and i know a lot of people also have them with sleep paralysis i've never mm-hmm. had it with oh. sleep paralysis because i get sleep paralysis i get sleep paralysis Never once have I seen anything while I have it. And whenever I see shadow people, I'm fully awake. Like, I'm, like I could be, like, right now, and then I'll see something. And people who are around me see it with me, too, which is the, like, creepy part. It's like I'm some weird beacon that's like, hey, you get to see what MJ's seeing. I'm never hanging out with you in person. No. <laughs> Speaking of beacons, uh, my, uh, <laughs> my sister's, my cousin is a friends with a psychic and my sister asked her about the girl and the 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 woman and the shadow people that i've seen and the things i've experienced and they said i am also a beacon on a way to the other side so oh. that's what you could be wow and that's why we we give out so much light that they're attracted to us and they're going to be we're going to be more sensitive so that's how mediums and psychics work that we have an untapped light and it has that, to be like genetic too cuz all the women in my family my mom and brother are like that, but I feel like I'm the opposite because like growing up, we lived in this house in Oakland and literally everybody has creepy stories about the house. And I don't know if I just never experienced it or I suppressed it so deeply that I just don't remember. But I I don't I don't know. I heard nothing. I don't know what they're talking about. Like they always said there was footsteps, sounds in the attic. There was a room, my brother, it was supposed to be my my brother's room, but he literally never went in there. He refused to go in there. He was terrified when they made him go in there to like, you know, sleep by himself. And he ended up in our room most of the time because he just would not (laughs) go in there. And in the day we used it as a playroom, but he he didn't want to go in there ever. And I don't know why. And then in the shower, my two of my cousins have said that they had, um, they would hear things in there and they felt like like something was grabbing them and oh, they've woken no. up with like scratches. That's like literally my worst. Like, you know, those irrational fears that they're like. Every yeah, time and scary movies you, always yeah, have like, those like, the shower. <laughs> That's like yeah. literally every time I go to the shower, I'm like, oh, my God, va a un fantasma enfrente de mí and I'm going to die in the shower. Yeah, everybody that's lived in our house has a story like that. And me and Carmen, me and my twin, we're like, mm-hmm, really? I Can't and we relate. lived there. We were seven <laughs> when we moved from there, seven or eight. So I should remember things from at least six, seven, and eight. Like, and I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. So I feel like I'm the opposite. Like I don't, I don't experience anything. <laughs> so shit. I'm grateful for that. <laughs> and I do, but <laughs> you get sleep paralysis too. Very badly. That sounds horrible too. I've never. It is it the is most ter- terrifying yeah. thing. Yeah. Because you're awake, and you know what's going on, and you can't move, but your body's not awake. Oh. There is this one time though. Um, I had just given birth to my daughter, and I had a dream where I had I was like co-sleeping with my kids. Like I had I was hugging them each in one arm, you know, so one on the left, one on the right. And I had, and by the way, this is what wasn't was was happening in real life. This was in the dream. And then I woke up with uh, like sleep paralysis. And I kid you not, I felt like my kids were being taken from my arms. It was horrible. I started panicking and crying in my sleep. And um, my husband had to uh, wake me up because it was so bad. 
my, my kids weren't there. That was just in the dream. But I, I was like fully awake dreaming. It was terrible. Wow. No that, shadow yeah. people. Mm-mm. Thank God. No. I've had one um, where the blankets were being pulled out from under the bed. So I don't know if they were falling off of the edge. And I woke up terrified because they were falling. But when I woke up, finally, after like feeling something pulling on my legs and dragging me to hell, pretty much, you know, it just because when you have sleep paralysis, your mind goes to very dark places. Mm-hmm. It's very scary. And I woke up the bed. The blankets were under the bed. <gasps> wow. They weren't at the edge of the oh bed. Oh, my God. They were under the bed, like pulled under there. This was when I was younger. And. I think about like the sleep paralysis scares the crap out of me because mm-hmm. my dad once told me a story that my grandma had sleep paralysis. So it's genetic because we have anxiety and stuff that runs in our family. So it's very common in, in, with people with high anxiety mm-hmm. that he walked in and my grandpa as well were waking up and my grandma kept saying that something's stepping on her chest. Right. So they would. this was a going on constantly like for a week or two. And my dad said he got home from school one day and he heard mumbling. Because my grandma couldn't wake up. And he walked in and he saw something standing on her chest. <gasps> wow. And then my grandma woke up. No. Oh my That's, God. That's legit. Like, I think about that and I'm like, I hate that sleep paralysis is like medically diagnosed as a real issue with people that have high anxiety and it can be explained by science. But how do you explain a grown man coming home from work at 10, 10 o'clock at night? Opening the door and seeing something standing oh on your God. mother's chest. Wow, that's See, terrifying. Maybe maybe it's like for other people, it's like and we were saying beacons. Like for other people, it's just that, just the scientifically explainable thing. But maybe for people like us who see like shadow people and other stuff, it's something different. I don't know. But thank you. Every I get sleep paralysis often. Now I'm gonna think about that. <laughs> oh no, now I'm gonna tonight I'm gonna cry myself to sleep. Thank you. <laughs> I, I didn't even want to think of the sleep paralysis. I was good with my ghost stories, but now I'm just like, Shh, not again. It's going to be a long right night here. tonight. <laughs> We're going to wake up on Easter. Oh, como, como, como se dice? Como momia sin, sin dormir and looking a mess. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sleep. That's the thing. <laughs> I would, I would purposely stay awake for the rest of my life if I ever experienced that. This is probably why I don't because I'm like, oh, and you know me. what? For me, <laughs> For me, one of my biggest triggers for like sleep paralysis is stress. So, you know, as uh, like a lot of people. Um, it is for most people, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, but like I have like epilepsy. So it's like not only do I get epilepsy when I'm stressed, I also get sleep paralysis. And it's like I can't relax in my sleep. I can't relax during the day. It's great. That's horrible. <laughs> Just all kinds of messed up over I there. Know. Speaking of sleep paralysis, though, there's this very, very, very old draw painting i don't know if you've ever seen it but it's it's titled oh i know what you're hag mm-hmm. i know what you're yeah and um it's like one of the oldest documentations well not i mean there's older ones but of sleep paralysis and you know the pe- people's belief of demons or demonic entities sitting on their chest but it's like this little red creepy looking demon thing sitting on top of a woman's chest like almost and that's what just what i pictured when you when uh, with your story yeah that's what i pictured too have you seen? Do, I, do you know that? What, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That's okay, cool. and, yeah. and that's I'm th- probably what they saw. I don't know what it could have been, but something was standing on her chest. Something physically moved Ew, away gross. from her. And my grandpa and my dad w- woke my grandma up. My grandma's like, "Oh, I couldn't breathe. I don't know what happened." She didn't have it after that night. 
but she was definitely having that night. So something was there. And like, that's when he just started telling me all these crazy ghost stories about it. Well, what he's had in life and life in the ranchito in Mexico and stuff like that. And those are the worst stories. Oh my God. Those are the scary stories. Like, I wonder why grandma. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to get possessed. Grandma. Have you seen Annabelle grandma? Have you seen Annabelle? I'm not about that life. Anyway, before we go, do you, is there anywhere people can find your podcast? They can go ahead and find it on Buzzsprout at uh, the Love Love Project. So anywhere on there. I'm working on a page right now. So I'm developing my own page to land on there. But for now, I'm using their provided website. And your socials, what socials are you on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right socials. now, Facebook, you can just find me at Level Up Project as well. So I'll go look that up and you'll find my logo for the podcast on there as well. So that's the only socials I have right now. And any information on there will definitely be, you know, routed to whoever's listening. Yeah, and we'll include that in the show notes. And don't forget to leave us both five-star reviews. Yes. We only accept yes. five stars. Don't leave us one star like that one person because we chose to say you the we- word Latinx. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't be her. <laughs> and, and, and and for that, if she, if she listens to this, I made a meme for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and if you hear a child laughing at 3 a.m. and you don't have kids, move. Burn the anyway, house. <laughs> yeah, or in the house. Burn, leave, leave just houses. kill it before it lays eggs. <laughs> um, and yes, they start laying eggs. You got another problem. You don't right? got ghosts. Yeah, That's something different. Where did you no, go How'd you get to eggs? What happened? Hey, you never know. What if there's like some portal and they collect? Are they just... gremlins? Do gremlins lay eggs? I don't know. I've never seen, I haven't the seen movie. that movie in so long. I've never seen it to begin with. Anyway, anyway, I need to go pee. Stay a spooky. We'll catch everyone next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>